0: What is up? What is good? Holla, holla, holla. How you living? How you feeling? It is the L-E-F-K-O-E. Man! And I don't know know if you saw, but the background here is popping. It is good to be back. Uh, We are getting to that point of the NFL calendar where it's really going to be put up or shut up. And there's a lot of stuff going on. We saw what happened at LSU with the COVID cases. We saw in Clemson with the COVID cases. It's getting real. There's a lot of questions, but we do have a lot of answers. And my first answer is, Justin Simmons is going to be the next great safety in the NFL if he already isn't. And we interviewed him, and that's coming up in a little bit. Two exciting things uh, that are not directly football-related, but more up-and-coming adjacent. Gaming and sports cars. Stay with me. Gaming, we have a chance to make really awesome content that started right here with the 33%. You guys know that we did the simulations, the Madden Goat Sims, where it was the greatest players of all time on each team, and we did it um, on Twitch, We talked about it on this show. I think even Ingber may have mentioned it. Would a team of 22 Aaron Donalds beat a team of 22 Patrick Mahomes? Well, guess what? We did one. Starting this week, Bleach Report's going to be doing Game of Clones. And our first matchup, it's going to be coming out a little bit later this week, I think Thursday, a team of Lamar Jackson's versus a team of Patrick Mahomes's. It is coming up, and it is awesome. I got a chance to see the footage. We have a chance, 33%, to create the next version of this matchups. Do you want it to be Odell Beckham's versus Aaron Donald's? Do we do more quarterback matchups? Are they funny ones? Where is it Kirk Cousins versus Joe Flacco? That doesn't sound that entertaining. But is it... Tyreek Hill versus Henry Ruggs in a speed-off. It could be anything. It could be a team of Aaron Donalds versus a team of Von Millers. Whatever your best idea is, I want you to send it to the Lefko Show account and to mine, L-E-F-K-O-E, at Adam Lefco. And I want you to use the hashtag Game of Clones. And we are going to try and come up with the best matchups possible that will be the most fun. This weekend It's going to be Mahomes versus Lamar Jackson. Your boy is going to be doing play-by-play. The footage is amazing. But what should we do next? I personally would love to see a team of Miles Garretts going up against the team of Mason Rudolphs. But that's just me. I'm a little sick. Do we want to get a team of Russell Wilsons? taking on a team of DK Metcalfs. I'm coming up on the fly, not doing a great job. Send us your best ideas, hashtag Game of Clones, 33%, let's pick the best matchups, Game of Clones style. Second, cards. I have an addiction, okay? Your boy Gary V sat me down in March, literally three days before Corona shut us down. And all he talked to me about was getting into cards. And I'll share it with you. He said, this is the one you should get. And I got a LeBron rookie tops Chrome. And I spent a lot of money on it. And then the other day he texted me and he goes, have you seen the prices? And I went and I looked and they've jumped up 140%. I got a Luca a few months ago. I got a, I got a a Trey young. Well, your boy just went and got himself a nice rookie, Kevin Durant. And what I'm getting into right now is the, the card game. And I'm really enjoying it. And I thought, how can I do this in a much lesser scale? Because I'm not trying to get you guys to spend money, but at the same point to have fun with NFL. Now, When I talk to a lot of people that are like real veterans in the card game, NFL is not the best one to go with. If you really look at the prices on eBay, they don't even touch NBA. They don't even touch soccer, to be honest. And I think it is important to realize that it really does come down to demand. But there is one guy in the NFL that is skyrocketing. Brady is up there, but he's always been up there. I think Breeze is up there. It comes down to the quarterbacks. And you know that I was on Patrick Mahomes before anybody. When he played one game against Denver, and I brought this up to Justin Simmons, I went, he's next. And I'm kicking myself that I didn't scoop up all the Patrick Mahomeses to begin with. I need to know two questions from the 33%. Number one, if I start being an idiot, you can buy boxes of the 2017 rookie class and pray that you get them a homes, or you can go and buy the premium of the resale. Would it be interesting to you guys if I spend 150, 200 bucks on a box and we do a thing called the hunt for Mahomes? Would it be interesting? Because look, you know, I know all the players. We can kind of figure it out. Would you like to see that? That's my first question. So let me know at Adam Lefko. But the thing that me and Ingber were talking about that I think could be cool is almost creating a little stock market competition league with the viewers where maybe we, we do some rookie boxes of this year and maybe we're on the hunt for a Joe Burrow or on a hunt for a Tua Vailoa because we don't know if the league is even going to happen right now, so the prices might be low. And you know that I got that video sitting in the can saying that Joe Burrow is going to turn around the Bengals in three years. Do we get in like that? And then the other thing is, is do, should we figure out a way to almost compete with each other where there's like factions of our listeners that are going all in on Jerry Judy, or they're going all in on, um, it's tough because it really is just quarterbacks, Jordan Love. Do we do the Jordan Loves now? So, or do we do we look at our system and go, wow, okay, well, the Raiders, according to Warren Sharp, we use our big brain friends, play the next six weeks, have the worst run defense schedule they're facing. We know that J- Josh Jacobs could go off. Do we start trying to do it like this? Does that interest you? Um, and I'm, I'm just curious because I only want to do things that, interest you, but it's also, I was talking about this with my fiance. It's annoying to have a lot of information about something that I really can't make money off of. Because what I learned last year is I could sit there with Warren Sharp and feel like I have the secret code to success and still lose. Like that's what I learned last year. I learned that Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray can look like the easiest over ever. And then they have a combined seven failed run zone trips. That's a thing. But what I'm seeing with these, with the cards right now is it's really starting to boom. I'm in a few group chats with some people that are really smart about the market and all the signs are pointing to about a three or four years where it's going to get really hot. And it could also not, but that's something I'll experience with you guys. So again, don't get too into this. I'm a little bit more crazy, but do we want to, do we want to try and do these little flips? You know, do, when I see Evan Silva talk about that Jalen Rager is super undervalued in the fantasy market. And then I have my own personal connections and I also want to root for the guy. Do I throw a little bit of coin at Jalen Rager right now? And if he starts popping early on in this season, do I then maybe try and flip? Because I don't like football long-term. I want to know what you guys think. I think it could be an interesting way. All we ever do is talk about whether guys are rated right, overrated, underrated. It's a way of putting your money where your mouth is. How can we do this with, the, with, the, with, with our listenership, with the 33%, and have fun with it? And if we make a little bit of money on some flips, not not big money, but a little bit of money. Keep it more fun and more interesting. I want to know what you guys think. Hit me up at Adam Lefko And me and Ingber are going to talk about it and see if there's a way to do it. Because I like seeing if I'm smart. It's a lot of fun. So here is our conversation with Justin Simmons. Uh, again, let me know about Game of Clones cards. And then also just enjoy this interview. Really smart guy. Really f- cool, fun conversation. So take a listen. And I'll talk to you on the other side. I got with me a real special safety today. I'm talking about a dude that, one, was the Pro Bowl snub in the NFL last year. A person who, with a new coaching staff and Vic Fangio, went from an up-and-coming safety to, like, a top-five safety in the NFL. He got the franchise tag, so you know the team is like, we need this dude, but also off the field. He just started his own foundation, and was the 2019 Denver Broncos Walter Payton Man of the Year. Give it up for Justin Simmons.
1: Wow. Hey, I appreciate it. You
0: got a lot of accolades only being in the NFL for like four years.
1: I'm trying. I'm trying to keep up with all the guys on the team. You know, Vaughn. I know Chris just left, but, you know, a lot of big-name guys trying to keep up with them.
0: Well, it's funny because I remember when you got drafted and I was sitting there doing a podcast going, and, and this isn't about him, but – How are they going to let TJ Ward go after this team had so much success on defense and to see what you and Kareem did in the back with Will Parks, it, it it feels like now you really have your bearing. Where where are you now compared to when you got in the league and, and how comfortable are you playing in this league?
1: Yeah. You know, the whole, I still remember it, obviously like it was yesterday only four years in, but, uh, you know, being drafted to Denver, didn't even know I was on their radar. Um, I mean, they're fresh off the Super Bowl. I think I just saw on, you know, social media that the 2015 defense was like the defense of the decade. Like they were, they were unbelievable. Um, so the fact that I got drafted to Denver as a safety, um, you know, huge milestone in my career, learning from TJ and Stu, um, Darian Stewart. And so, Um, not to mention Akib and Chris and Roby, um, all the guys that were there. And so stepping into, you know, stepping into year two when obviously they let us know they're going to let TJ go and kind of move on. Um, you know, it was tough for me because TJ was such a big brother role for me. I learned so much just in year one playing with him. Um, and then in that same regard, um, you know, I had the utmost confidence in myself and in my abilities to be able to go out there and to do what they trusted me to do. And so um, like with that being said, you know, moving forward, I was confident from, from day one. Um, I think that's the, you know, almost like the number one thing you have to have when you're going out there and playing. And so um, as each year has gone by, I'm just feeling more comfortable. And another big thing that's helped is honestly being in different systems, different coaches, um, you know, having different terminologies Uh, It's really helped kind of compartmentalize the whole game. And, you know, like I said, each year, you just got to find different ways to keep building off it.
0: To see the difference in your game, to go from Vance Joseph's system, where it's a lot of matchups and you're passing a lot of man-to-man, now to this this Ed Donatel slash Vic Fangio system, which I feel like now, correct me if I'm wrong, you just look like you're free out there. Like, you just look like you know exactly where it's going every time. Does it feel like that, too?
1: Yeah, and it's it's a great, you know, and every system has, you know, its perks, and I think, um, you know, Vance, uh, there are a lot of good things in Vance's defense, and there are a lot of great things in, in Vic's defense, and, um, you know, while you're out there, I think it's also do and do part of who you're out there with, right? Like, you only have so much time when, you know, Vaughn and Bradley Chubb and, you know, now Terrell Casey and uh, Shelby Harris. You got all these guys rushing you. You got great inside linebackers and A.J. and, and Todd Davis, um, you know, a great secondary. You know, I'm surrounded by, uh, you know, Kareem Jackson. Been doing it a long but, time.
0: But and you're you're such a good teammate for naming everybody. And I when I was reading up on you, I was like, I know he's going to do this. But I mean, like, I look at the Bears. And Eddie Jackson blossomed under Vic Fangio. I look at the Niners, and it was like Deshaun Goldson blossomed. What, what did he in this system do for you to just let you loose?
1: Yeah, it's it's really just play recognition. Um, you know, you you study, so, and I know everyone knows this, but you study all week long, um, and you find, you take out plays that you see from your opponent that you – know, like, all right, we're most likely going to be in this call or some sort of this style of this defense. So here's my opportunity to make these plays. Here's my opportunity to make uh, these picks, you know, pass breakups, tackles for loss, like whatever the, whatever the case may be. And so, yeah, a lot of our system is, hey, if you see it, do it um, mm. within the realm of your job. And that's what I like most about it is, you know, it, it rewards the people that can study and, and, you know, react off of the study.
0: It's, it, I just thought it was very telling last offseason when Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay, they all said the hardest person to go up against is a Vic Fangio defense. Mm-hmm. And it's – I just feel like you guys are always in the right spot, including I'm watching the snow game and you're sliding in and picking off Pat Mahomes. <laughs> like, that, like that was, to me, the tipping point. But I'm glad you got Pat because I feel like he's going to be a guy that We talk about Brady where it's like, oh, yeah, I got him. And the play was like, it's good to get one and not try and chase it later.
1: The crazy part about that play, just to give like insight on what how the system are kind of how it works, obviously not given the ins and outs. But the crazy part about the film study with the system is like that play happened, I think not this season or maybe earlier in this, in that season, but a while ago, we were watching like the Mahomes scramble, like how what he does when he scrambles. And it was against, I know, I think it was week three against San Fran. I just can't remember if it was this past season or the season before. And um, the
0: one where he did the crazy, where he ran backwards and then threw it in the right corner of the end zone. You're right. Same area,
1: same exact play. So he, we watched, we watched all his scramble tape and, you know, when he broke out to his left, saw pressure, Speed turned to his right and was just running. And then he chucked it in the back of the end zone because that's his mentality. He's a big play mentality type of player. And so as soon as I saw him, my coverage was technically to the right side of the field, um, my right side, not my yeah, left. Yeah. And when I saw him, you know, hit that speed turn back out, it was only a matter of trying to find, you, that's just the type of, you know, like you see it, you're like, oh, hey, it's happening, like go make a play. And so those are the types of things I'm talking about. But yeah, that play came from Phil study.
0: There are certain quarterbacks that I have to imagine they really have certain trends. Like, Kirk Cousins, because he's in the pocket and he's so on, like, I feel like if you can figure out a few, you'll get him. Mahomes, and I think about you guys, that play, but also when he ran left on Monday Night Football and then threw lefty, there's no film for that. I don't know how, like, him or Lamar, like, you just, there's no film for those guys.
1: Oh, yeah. No, I mean, there's some guys that, you know, you can try and, and break it down to, like, the exact, you know, uh, what they do here, here, here. But there are some guys that just, like, it's just innate nature. Like, they just make it happen. Like, you know, you're never going to see again a guy roll up, scramble to their left and, you know, just flip it with their like left. Like, you just, here, like, first down. It's those types of plays, you know, like in Lamar when he's loose in the in the middle of the field, it's like you're tackling, a, you know, an elusive back or, a, you know, a shifty slot receiver
0: scarier for you as a free safety Mahomes cocking back or Lamar tucking it and running
1: (laughs) as a free safety um you know the hardest thing I must just say it's probably Mahomes cocking back because his arm is ridiculous especially with the talent that they have on the offensive side of the ball but I will say the hardest thing in football is an open field tackle with people that can make you.
0: And Lamar, that spin move, man. Yeah, oh, my it, gosh. It's great. You face Josh Allen, too. Who do you think has a stronger arm, Josh or Pat?
1: We play Pat twice a year, so I'm just inclined to say Pat, That you know, not knocking Josh, but we see him twice a year, and I've seen him throw the bombs. Like, I don't remember. I don't think maybe once or twice he tried it, like, deep, deep when we played him, but, yeah.
0: Who – who do you think right now is the best tight end in the NFL just from having to possibly uh guard that position?
1: The best tight end um I had we played obviously we played Kelsey twice a year um and I think for the most part everyone's top 3 is like Kelsey uh Kittle. Ertz and yeah and um and Kittle. And so we, like I said, may be biased again because we play him twice a year. But uh, they have so many weapons on that offensive yeah. side of the ball. He's bound to get one-on-one matchups. And I mean, he's more than capable and good enough to, to win those matchups. So um, I think personally, going for me, is going up against Kelsey. Um, I think he's the best in the league.
0: It, looking up at, at your progress and who you are as a person, Um, I know that you're like, I'm going to do what I can do on the field, and the money takes care of itself. We did, though, two years ago, there was like, safeties aren't getting paid. And then there was the Earl Thomas wave where him and Kevin Byard, a bunch of them got paid. And now you're on the franchise tag, and we got Jamal Adams talking a lot. And I'm curious, do you pay attention uh, as Jamal's going through his thing? Not about your commentary on it, but as it may affect the, the salary floor for your position.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think, uh, you know, it's great that guys like that can, you know, um, who are always at the top, you know, of their game and consistently resetting um, the bar, giving giving a chance for other guys to almost like reset it. If like, hey, I'm doing just as good as him, you know, reset this and that way. And so um, I, I don't even know all the details. Like I'm just as caught up as everyone else on social media or whatever. But, yeah, I think – you know, paying attention to it. Um, yeah, it's, it's important to be able to, to, you know, to be able to do that and reset the bar and things like that.
0: I know you haven't signed your tender. Do you think that's something that's going to happen soon? I hope so. Okay. I hope so. Okay. <laughs> because are you even allowed to do the Zoom meetings right now? Because you're not officially on the team?
1: Uh, no, not even allowed to do. Yeah.
0: Damn. So you're really quarantined. How has that been?
1: quarantined up it's not been bad I think I think it hit worse if I didn't know the system you know if this was like this time last year where it's a whole new staff coming in and you got to learn it it'd be even tougher but um being that I know the system really well and I can even learn it to a better degree um and I'm always in I'm the guy that like puts a lot of people in the right positions and things in that nature um it hasn't been too terrible so you know not bad
0: Is there any hesitancy to sign it and join the team when like your safety mate Kareem Jackson just got COVID-19? Like, does that impact your relationship with the contract at all?
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, No, I think, yeah. I think, uh, you know, I'm a pretty big believer in it'll all play out. It'll all play itself out. And so um, obviously- that
0: scare you though with Kareem seeing that he got it?
1: Yeah, Yeah. I mean, Kareem and Vaughn. Uh, they both got it. Yeah. Von had it first. Um, you know, Kareem got it. And so, um, it's actually like, I know a lot of athletes are, are like starting to come out and get tested and seeing that they have it. And it's a, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a good thing. I know there's a lot of talk and not to even get into the to, to political side of whatever anyone thinks, but I, a lot of people out here, you know, think like, oh, this is this, 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 and this, but you're seeing a lot of people get it even at the professional level. It's like, you know you need to take precautions. And so that's kind of my mindset was like, ah, we'll see how this plans out. And now I'm seeing people get it. And I'm like, oh, okay, we gotta be pretty careful. What,
0: what what has the mental shift been like for NFL players as more well-known guys, the bonds the Zekes start to get it? And I know the NFL said players shouldn't be independently working out. Did you feel the tone shift for players?
1: Oh, for sure. I know when von like for me personally, like we my wife and I and our daughter, we were you know really quarantine and my wife was really like sanitized and shoes and this 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 and so um but then when it happened to Vaughn that's kind of when I was like oh okay like hmm. this is like for real for real and um that's why I was glad he came out and he said something and it was like you know not to say like hey everyone should be scared but it's like hey if I got it like you know it's like yeah anyone could get it. <clears throat>
0: It's, it's so interesting because no one has any idea uh, really, it seems like anything about it, but the entire time, cause I do a lot of NBA, the NBA, it's like, we're trying to go to Florida in July and I, I'm sitting here kind of like stunned by it. I'm going to be going on TV about it. But the entire time the NFL has been, man, we're starting August. We're ready to go. And it's because it it and it really started right after the Super Bowl, and so there's been this confidence they had the draft, they had free agency, but I, I'm curious do you, do you think now players and coaches are starting to actually wonder if this is going to happen?
1: Yeah, um, I mean it's tough, you know. I have people all the time asking me like, "Hey, what's going on? Like, do you guys you guys know what you're doing? This this this." And I'm like, right. I. <laughs> I'm just like as I'm out of the loop. Yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm yeah, exactly. I'm just as out of the loop. Like, I'm I've been quarantined just like everyone else, and you know, I'm sure we'll get an update as soon as like we know for sure. But you know, things seem like they're trending in the right direction in terms of coaches are allowed back in the facility. I think two Fridays ago, two weeks mm-hmm. ago, and so um, you know, we're hoping things can pan out. But even if they do, it's like okay. So when we have a season, are we only going to play in certain states? Are stadiums only going to be open? you know, capacity is like, what does that look like? I have no idea.
0: With all these questions, this has turned into the month of, I call it Leftco PR because I've been saying NFL players should do this for years, the little workout videos. Mm -hmm. And now it's really starting to upset the older guys. Like I saw Deion Sanders was like, stop putting videos up that that doesn't help your workout. And I'm sitting there going, we all loved it when Aaron Donald was fighting a dude with knives. Remember that? Like that was <laughs> oh, everywhere. Oh, yeah. Um, what, where do you stand on the, the workout warrior videos that are always spread?
1: Yeah, no, I would say like I would agree with Dion's, you know, statement of like it just doesn't translate. Like I don't know whoever's teaching the, the drills. Like I don't know the science behind it. And, you know, this. this which this.
0: drills? Which drills are the ones that are the most absurd to you?
1: I just think it's the ones that like you're doing maybe for, maybe this for some receivers, but I'm talking about for DBs and I've seen DB drills online and all this, like they're doing like a million different flips, drives, this. And, and I get like the activation of like your hips and, you know, consistently staying low to the ground, balancing, you know, having your feet out in front of you. Like I, I get all of that stuff, but yeah. you're not making those types of movements in an NFL game. Uh, mm. You know, you're, you could definitely do the double move, like you've you been on a route and then flip your hips and get out, but you don't have to do that and then flip and then reflip and then speed. To, like That just doesn't happen. So those are the types of drills I think Deion's talking it about. It looks that cool, though. It looks great. Yeah. It looks great. <laughs> yeah, it looks great, but you just don't do it.
0: With that being said, are you excited when you see the Judy videos that are popping up and the, his ability to cut now that he's the new rookie wide receiver on the team?
1: Oh yeah. I mean we I was in a group text with Kareem and some of the other guys and we were just like no way he fell all the way to to us like the like there's no there's actually no way that that happened and so um man I was uh I know we were all excited and then obviously yeah like you said you saw that video um go viral and then obviously you've seen what he's done in college and so um And then I, I
0: just, saw KJ Hamler too. His videos I was like man these guys are cutting on dimes.
1: Yeah, no, it's crazy. And I'm, and I'm excited as a competitor, you know, like being able to see that and to go up against it and have some firepower in that area. I think that'll be a huge boost for us on defense as well.
0: In practice, you guys are going to line up and it's going to be, in my opinion, the most underrated wide receiver in the NFL, Cortland Sutton, Judy Hamler. Noah Fant, I could argue, up and coming, maybe the, the highest ceiling up and coming tight end because no one's built like him. Mm-hmm. And then the backfield, it's Phillip Lindsey and it's Melvin Gordon. Like, you guys are going to get tested in practice.
1: Oh, for sure. And that's, I mean, that's the way we like it. We go up against, uh, you know, KC's offense. Um, you know, Oakland has a pretty good, uh, good, pretty good set of offensive players. And so we go up, the Chargers, we go up against, pretty good offenses consistently. And so ours is, uh, you know, it's looking like Denver's is pretty much getting up there. And so I'm excited for Drew and the weapons that he's got.
0: Scale of one to 10, your excitement to see Drew Locke and what he can reach this season.
1: That's probably the thing I'm most excited about for for this season. Um, You know, he has, I know everyone says it, but he has even in the locker room, like, you know, behind the cameras and closed doors, like he has this sense of like, confidence but it's not like cocky it's just like you know watch and follow me type of swag and that's just something that I felt like the pat the previous couple years we've been there we just might not have had and you know Mm -hmm. not even getting into the systems and and you know all that stuff but like we just haven't I haven't really felt that I guess and so I'm excited for Drew because he closed off the year on the, on a right foot, and I'm excited for him to start the year, with, especially with the weapons that he has. I'm just excited for him.
0: You got there the year after Peyton, and then you're right. It was like, well, Simeon can hold us over, and Keenum is like the ultimate backup, and a little bit of Paxton. But now it, it has to change a team when you look at the position and go, oh, KC's got one, Oakland, Oakland's got one, now we got our guy now.
1: Yeah, for sure. That's the, that's the thing I, I think I'm most excited about is like, hey, man, this guy came in. He started halfway through the season, did what he had to do. And, you know, now we got a we got a system in we got a new system in place for him. We got new weapons like I'm just excited for him.
0: You played in Mahomes's first game. I just realized that last game of the year. Did you were you in that game? Oh, no, I wasn't in that one. Okay, so you yeah. were sitting at that point?
1: Yeah, I was down. I was down that game. Yeah, I was down. Because
0: that's when I went into the next year. I was like, no, I saw this one game against Denver, and the kid made like six throws. They were nuts. <laughs> Insane. Um, you One thing that I've been doing on this show a lot is uh, trying to speak to a lot of my audience about the importance of the time that we're going through right now in the fight for equality and how um, – White silence is unacceptable and the, the work you have to do. And so as I was looking and I saw you speaking at rallies and talking about equality and talking about how you grew up uh, with a white parent and a black parent and how that impacted you, you, I think the thing that I'm trying to get people to understand is it feels so good when you speak out mm. that I think everybody right now is trying to, to speak about how bad it is to not speak out. That I do think it's important that like when you do speak out, it feels like such a relief. Can you speak to like how good it felt for you to do it?
1: Oh, yeah, that, that's 100% true. And I've never even thought about it like that. It's uh, being able to to speak out and, it, you know, like you said, it kind of just like lifts that weight of like, ah, uh, you know, I know these people are whatever thinking I'm not saying anything. They're thinking this, but I really mean this. And I just haven't said it like that's just, that's just part of it. And I think the biggest thing um, is a lot of people want to speak out and they don't know the right things to say, but it's okay. Oh. If you say that, sorry, my Ooh. dog,
0: it's all good. It's, he's, uh, speaking
1: out. He's, really <laughs> he's, he's speaking out and it's okay. If you, you know, you speak out and you say like, I don't know the right things to say, but I know this is wrong. And I may not have all the feelings of, that everyone else has towards it, but I know it's wrong and I don't know what to say, but I just want to say, I know it's wrong. Like even, th- even something as simple as that speaking out is what a lot of people, you know, just like are looking for. It's really the sentiment of like, Hey, I could put everything else aside and I want to meet you where you're at. Like I could tell you guys are struggling in terms of the black community and I just want to be there for you.
0: Yeah. Uh, with that being said, um, coach, Fangio came out and said he didn't see race in the NFL. And I know it, it had, he said that he misspoke. Has, have you or the team at all, have you guys been able to talk with him and move forward? I, not addressing his issues in the past, but has there been growth since then?
1: Yeah, they uh, they had, obviously he came out and said that. They had a, um, a face Zoom meeting, team meeting, um, and You know, they had a a great talk from what I heard. Like I said, I wasn't a part of it. And so um, they had a great talk. And a lot of the guys, um, you know, were asking, you know, pretty tough questions. And um, it was kind of like an open dialogue, heart-to-heart type of deal um, is what I heard. I wasn't on the call. And so um, there was that. And obviously there was the uh, protest maybe days later um, in Denver um, that happened. And uh, I just thought it was... I thought it was important, you know, for the community of Denver to see that we were there, not as Denver Broncos, but as members of the community. Um, And I think a lot of the times it can get lost in the, you know, and what's going on and like, hey, celebrities are showing up or whatever the case may be. But, you know, we're, we're part of the community, you know, we care about the Denver community. So it was important to be
0: there. Do you think you need to talk to Vic just to kind of square it away or is that something that will settle itself?
1: um I, I guess we'll have get
0: to be on the call
1: Yeah no I mean um you know obviously I've been pretty outspoken um and I have some opinions and um yeah when you know when the time permits I mean I'd love to I'd love to just like have a sit down one-on-one talk and just like I said because I wasn't a part of the call so um, I know that would be that would be something that I'd like to do and I know he would be totally fine doing that so um, it's just a matter of when everything else kind of, goes over and being able to do it.
0: I looked up on Madden and uh, because I saw this video, you're upset because you're jumping as a 96. And I don't think anybody's jumped over the center more to block a field goal than you. (laughs) Uh, You went from an 80 to an 89, but there's still four safeties ahead of you. Earl, Devin McCourty, Bayard, and Eddie Jackson. And I'm curious where you think you're going to be after this season. Where do you think you stand up?
1: Oh, definitely higher than that one, honestly. Um, and that's not a that's not even a knock on the other guys. I'm, you know, I'm really good friends with uh, with Dev, and um, I've talked to him pretty regularly. Um, met up with him a couple times, and so uh, it's really just like you know, seeing those guys play the way they play and at the top of their game, and I know I can still push myself a little bit more than I have been and- You feel like
0: you're the number one safety of the next generation. I can hear your voice.
1: Oh, for sure. And um, the sky the sky is the limit. And I think, uh, you know, being able, like I said, scratching the surface of what I can do ability wise and kind of just take it to another level. Um, you know, just my, my skill set, taking it to another level. Um, I'm just excited for it, so for sure.
0: It's been good to talk to you. Uh, the Justin Simmons Foundation. Uh, You just started it, I believe, this week. Is there any way that people can help out, uh, whether it's with a donation or with time? What's the best way to get involved?
1: Yeah, anything that has anything to do with our foundation, you can find at justinsimmonsfoundation.org. And there's a donate tab there. There's, you know, next steps in terms of what it looks like to help If Maybe donating isn't the right time for you. And And you're
0: helping with kids, right?
1: Yes, and the the foundation is helping at-risk youth. And so... Um, you know, that, that we kind of are hitting a plethora of things, but, um, the main target for myself is growing up with sports being a huge integral part of my life. And so having that, being able to have that, and for the kids, the, the younger generation, you know, that's always been a big part of my heart, my, my wife and I's heart.
0: That's awesome. Thank you for your time. Let's not make it the last time. Cause I, you're about to take over, man. And I'm excited for you.
1: Bro. Yeah, no, I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, man. Have a good one. Yeah, you too.
0: Justin Simmons. I like him. I like him a lot. You got to get off. I can't compliment. Oh, they're perfect. Um, Yeah, Simmons is the man. The only thing I'm mad I didn't ask him about ah, is he has a relationship with Will Parks who's now on the Eagles and I, I think I left it off because I don't uh, I want to talk too much about the Eagles in every single podcast, but you can hear it in, in Simmons's voice. The man, one, is just a great guy. Every quote that I found about this dude, he's unbelievable. But Will Parks talked about how Justin Simmons' dad became his dad. He, uh, Justin Simmons' wife became his sister. His, his daughter became Will Parks' niece. And that any time that Will Parks had an issue in life, that was beyond the football field, he would try and collect his emotion and go to Simmons. And I think what was so beautiful was on their last game as Broncos, because look, Justin Simmons is a free agent technically right now. He got franchise tag, but the tender has not been signed. And Will Parks was a free agent, went to the Eagles, and they did a jersey exchange on their last game. And, and Will Park said, to be in a locker room next year without Justin, dot, 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 he just shook his head. Like, he didn't even have any words. And I think that there are these guys in the NFL, we know about the stars, but the, the bond between those next two guys that become great friends and at the same point are battling it out for those final roster spots – that is such a crazy mind fuck in terms of like, these are the guys you go to battle with and training camp and, and all that stuff. And then, you know, we, we can only keep three safeties. Um, but I thought that was really cool. You, the, the when I went back and watched some of this dude's film, the jump from pre Vic Fangio to post Vic Fangio, it's like another guy. And He is the prototypical, like that Bayard length safety, 6'2", long arms, can fly all over, has a 40-inch vertical. Um, Go back and watch at the end of the Saints game. I forgot about it. It was a tie game, Broncos at Saints a few years ago, jumps over the line, blocks the field goal, Will Parks takes it back for a two-point conversion. And that's the kind of level of athlete he is. He was, in my mind, the number one snub in all of the Pro Bowl last year, uh, and I think, look, Earl Thomas is good. He's just not at that level anymore. And Will Parks is. And I think it it happens a lot of times where uh, sometimes you saw J.J. Watt getting to the Pro Bowl. They're not putting in, you know, another stud off the edge. Or or these legacy guys go in. We know what happens at the quarterback position where it's people are – like Drew Brees is going in, and he didn't even play five games last year. But definitely keep an eye out for Justin Simmons, um, I hope you guys enjoyed uh, my concept in the beginning of the show about some sports cards and, 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 and invigorating it into something with the Leftco show. Again, let me know your thoughts at uh, Adam Leftco. hit me up on the DMs. But until then, we're going to have another show coming up in a few days. NBA show is getting ready to go back again. I love you guys a lot. I hope you're safe out there. And if they start, Opening things up in your area, you don't need to be the first person to get a haircut. You don't need to be the first person to go out and eat. Let's let it see how it goes a little bit. Because here on the Left Go Show, uh, we have reason. But I do not want to forget my lesson for the day. And my lesson for the day is this. This is my absentee ballot. As soon as I get done, I'm going to put this into the mailbox. And I got to the part in the ballots where they were talking about my district. And I said, I don't know who any of these people are. And it was really easy to Google. So what I'm asking you guys is, if you're one, you better be voting. But two, if you don't know who the three people are, don't pick the person with the coolest name. Just go on Google and spend 15 minutes and look up what they stand for. And I looked at what they stood for, and it made it really easy for me. And so I'm not going to push to you guys who to vote for, but do a little research. And it's really not hard. And then when your friend goes, I didn't even know what I was doing, you can go, oh, well, I looked it up, and you actually voted for BOA. Educate yourself. It's very easy and very important. I love you guys a lot on the L-E-F-K-O-E. Man, a holla, holla, holla.